0: Greetings, all you tennis freaks out there. It's time for another edition of the Backhand Buzz. I'm your host, Jason Witten. Coming at you again after the crazy festivities of Thanksgiving. Hope you had a great, awesome, gobbly-gobbly turkey day. We had a great one. Uh, My girlfriend and I went over to some friends that live really close by. Two streets over. I mean, we didn't... uh, We just... Didn't want to travel. A lot of my family's back in Texas now. So we decided to stay local. Went to what my friends called an orphan Thanksgiving. So people in town, they weren't with family. A lot of us got together. There was a decent amount of drinking being done. There was great food. Um, I made my not-so-famous redneck cornbread stuffing Um, I don't like sage, you know what I'm saying? I don't like sage. Get the sage out of my stuffing, okay? I want gravy on top, but I don't want any sage, okay? Get it away from me. Um, I don't know if you guys agree with that, but you know what I'm saying? It just overpowers. It overpowers the flavor. And I like the cornbread to come through throw some green onions in there some white onions we had a little little uh, creamy chicken cream of mushroom little broth it was it was delicious it was delicious it came out really good this time I'm proud of it um, got whooped up in a game of boggle thought I'd walk in on a, in a into the game but a friend of mine uh, showed me what was up and I personally think she's a savant. I think she ended up getting like 33 points in one round to my four. So uh not going to challenge her in any more word games. I got slapped down and I uh, got put in my place. And I accepted it wholeheartedly. Mm. I don't know what you guys are drinking. I hope you're pulling something up. Uh, it's in the evening time, so I have... Uh, Stepped away from the coffee, obviously. I made myself uh, a whiskey and blood orange. Maybe I've made that one in the past. Can't really remember. Uh, That might be a problem. Uh, But I'm drinking a Larceny 92 Proof Kentucky Straight Bourbon with a little bit of the blood orange soda. Love me some of that. Nicely uh, uh, fresh squeezed lemon in there. Stir it around. It'll treat you nice. So uh, pull up your beverage of choice, and we'll get going here. Um, Just recently, there was something that came out. John McEnroe, fearful Nick Kyrgios, will run himself out of tennis. Guess he's worried about him. The tennis great John McEnroe fears Nick Kyrgios is on a path to tennis ruin if he does not change his ways. Quote, he's going to run himself out of the game at this point, which I don't want to see. Uh, but that's what's going to happen. It's as clear as day. Now, apparently, this comes just after Kyrios had publicly announced he was seeking professional help to get on top of his mental health issues. A couple of years ago, McEnroe had said he wanted to work with him, which prompted a "he's dreaming" response from the Australian. But the pair have since bonded. While McEnroe has captain Kyrios in team world for the first two editions of the Labor Cup, Johnny says, "I like him a lot." I think he's a great kid. And actually, I think he's the most talented tennis player that I've seen in 10 years. The difference between Nick and I at the moment is I try it all the time. He doesn't. For whatever reason, I'm not Sigmund Freud. I wish I was because I like Nick and he'd be good for the sport if he fully committed. Obviously, it would be good for him. That goes without saying. I think Nick's a really nice kid. Johnny Mac. Okay. You like Nick. That's great. We like him too, but... You know, I, I don't know. Uh, he apparently he's so liked that, and I saw this happen. Uh, a uh, an umpire, a Swedish umpire, Mohammed Leani, I hope I'm saying your last name right. I can't remember. He got suspended for two events, two ATP events, because he jumped off of his chair in a match at this year's U.S. Open. Said, "I like you. I want to help you." <laughs> and, then, I, and it helped, and he came back and he beat uh, beat the guy he was playing uh air bearer and uh but johnny Max says the guy should have been promoted and and encouraged instead of getting uh instead of getting bumped off of two events he should be applauded um yeah nick people care about you man you you are a great player you make amazing shots we love to see you out there i personally would like to see him turn his his uh i've said it a million times it's in between the ears he's got to get that right if he does it I'm sure he could win titles. It's at that time of like the greats are all getting slower and going to be retiring soon. And this is his chance. If he gets it right and rights the ship, he could be taking down some uh, majors as early as next year. If he could really get it together. Moving on. Congrats to Croatia for their second win ever of the Davis Cup. I'm gonna look up some stats for you guys. And um, yeah. Chilich. Chilich pulled it out in the finals, beating Luca Pui 7-6, 6-3-6-3 6-3, to give him a 3-1 lead over the defending champions France. And um, he said it's not every day that you become a world champion. He's 30 years old now. Uh, I've always dug him. I thought he had a I think he has a great game, still super strong. Um, the Croatian team was helped along by Borna chorich, another young kid who did fantastic in the semis to help beat the U.S. And um, helped himself move from a, a ranking of 48 to number 12 in the world now. So congrats, congrats to uh that's, that's a big jump there. Last time Croatia won was in 2005. And um, this is the last year of the format. I think it's been going on, I believe, since 1900. Yeah, I'd say it's an old, an old tournament. But this, uh, starting in 2019, the Davis Cup format is being replaced by an 18-nation World Cup-style event to be held in Madrid in November in 2019, with the International Tennis Federation having agreed. Oh, just something like. uh, Looks like three billion. A 3 billion 25 year partnership with Cosmos, the, investments, the investment group, founded by Barcelona defender Gerard Pique. <laughs> P, P- i q u e. If I messed up your name, I'm sorry. You'll never hear this. Mm. But um, there's a few people upset with the format. I'll have to look into it. I may even do an, an entire piece on the new Davis Cup format. Um, but we'll get back to that At a later date, I want to move on to the ATP Finals. Wow. Yeah. Zverev, my boy, my dude. I've been talking about him for a while. Zverev, taking out the seemingly unbeatable, unstoppable force known as Novak Djokovic, took him out in straights 6-4, 6-3, the kid was on fire. I mean, he just... It was amazing. He took out... I mean, he took out several... You know, he took out Fed in the semis. And, um, man, I got to give it up to him. That is the buzzworthy performance of the week. He took out Isner. He took out Fed in the semis. And then he apologized to the crowd because everybody wanted Fed to win... There was some incident about him. Um, A ball had dropped out of the ball boy's hands, his pocket or something, and I saw it. And he stopped it. And at that point, it was during a – gosh, what was this? It was in the tie break. Um, Zverev took it 7-5. Fed had some chances in the first set. And in the tie break, the ball drops out. That's the rule. Zverev was playing by the rules. Stops play. At that point, there was a chance for Federer to kind of overtake it. But I think on the next point or two later, um, Fed had a nice easy shot at the net and just dumped it into the net. So I think time was ticking. I think it was just a matter of time on that one. Uh, He ended up taking it um, 7-5 in that uh, final tiebreak. So 7-5, 7-6, Zverev. And then just basically out joker joker in the final 6-4 6-3 booming serves was everywhere looked amazing I, I just this kid i think this is the breakthrough i really do i think this is his chance uh to to get there mentally i think he's been playing too much before the majors and getting tired i think he's going to Tweak the things that he needs to tweak. His team's going to be there for him. They're going to put it together, and this kid's going to win a major in 2019. I'm calling it now. Calling it now. Zverev's going to win a tournament, a major tournament, 2019. And uh, yeah, so upset of the week. The upset of the week. Frenchman Julian Veneto, maybe some of you remember him. He was doing an interview, and he said he was upset that uh, Fed gets preferential treatment at big tournaments. And um, yeah, he's saying it's unfair. He uh, pointed out at the last two Australian Opens where Federer was able to avoid sweltering Melbourne heat by playing evening sessions as an example of the kind of preferential treatment he receives um i saw the interview uh with paul anacone and uh jim courier weighing in on this paul anacone says uh when the issue came out i said yes and so <laughs> happens every tournament people come in they ask for things you know Ro- rafa would like to play here Novak would like to play here same, same, uh, it was agreed by Jim Courier, who basically said, I think, uh, I think Roger gets an appropriate treatment for who he is in the game, what he means to the fans, what he means to the broadcasters. I don't think there is any scandal or that the USTA, Tennis Australia, are doing anything different than they would normally do. And I uh, called it a bit misguided by Julian Benetto, and he said that, you know, Benito had said a lot of nice things about Fed in the radio interview. But basically the media wants to make a, you know, a mountain out of a molehill and they want to grab the negative and make a story out of it. Uh otherwise we wouldn't be talking about it. But um yeah. That that really was just, you know what? I agree with a lot of other people uh that uh, you know, it's it's okay that some of these guys that have been at it for, you know, more than a decade, a decade and a half grinding and out and still playing, finishing at the top of the rankings every year, year in, year out. You know what? If they want to play at a night on a night session, okay. Okay. You want to let him not sweat as much. Look what happened when he didn't when he faded at the US. Um, you know, but it happens. It happens. He's gotten older. He's great for tennis. People want to see him play. He still has to win the match. He still has to, to uh, you know, get the last point. So I think uh, you need to chill out, Beneteau, all right? Because that's my upset of the week. And uh, since we're wrapping up, this will probably be, uh, well, this is the last um, event here of the year. It's been an incredible year. Just to go over some things, you know, Novak is at the top, number one for the fifth time, and oldest at 31, uh, the year in number one. And that is continuing 15 years of the Big Four dominance at the top of ATP rankings from 2004 to 2018. Second is Rafa Nadal, finishes in top. Uh, 10 for the 14th straight year, second best with Federer all-time behind Jimmy Connors at 16. And uh, good old Fed in 37. He's 37 years young, finishing number three and a record 14th time in the year-end top three. Number four, as I mentioned, Alexander Zverev. Oh, the youngest 21 to finish in top four back to back seasons since Joker did it in 07 08, and the first German to finish in top four since Boris Becker in 94 95. Rounding out the top 10, we have Juan Martín del Potro, Kevin Anderson, uh, Marin Chilich, Dominic Team, who I think I'm picking to be the spoiler, the dark horse in the for the french open this year if anyone's going to take out nadal it's going to be um, yeah i think it's going to be team uh kenny shikori had a good run there for a bit there and our our buddy johnny is the oldest american 33 first time finisher in top 10 and number one american for the sixth time in seven years uh props to US tennis we led all countries with 11 players in the top 100 the most since 2003 followed by Spain with 10 and France with 9 France had the most players in the top 50 with 6 It's also the tallest top 10 in the history of the ATP rankings with Isner at 6'10" and the short guy Kevin Anderson coming in at 6'8" uh they're the tallest players to finish in the top 10 Overall there were five players at least six six in the top ten. Hick Try to say that with a lateral lift. Uh you got Zverev, Del Potro, and Chilich all coming in at a measly wimpy six foot six. Um it just goes on and on. The number one Australian, Alex Demonar, who I piqued my interest back at Wimbledon this year. Um, jumped, made the biggest jump, 177 spots in the top 50 from number 208 in the world at the end of 2017 to a year-end ranking of number 31. It's, it's incredible. Shapovalov, my, one of my favorites, finished a year-end best at number 27, the youngest of two teenagers in the year-end top 100 along with Demonar. And, um... Yeah, I think that about wraps it up. The 2019 ATP World Tour season begins Monday, December 31st in Brisbane, Doha, and Pune, India. Pune, India, I believe is the way you pronounce that. So guys, have a great uh, rest of the holiday season. Remember to drink your drinks and be merry. Uh let's celebrate American tennis being uh hopefully being great again very soon. We got some great female prospects coming up as well. And um whatever you guys celebrate over the holiday season, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa. Uh whatever you celebrate, just be with friends or family. Be merry and uh let's bring in the new year. And I'll catch you guys then. Again, support American tennis. And uh, I'll, I'll check you next time. Cheers.